0: What a football game that was. But man, App, App was fairly lucky to escape with a victory.
1: Yeah, I was watching that. And, you know, toward the end, it looked like Troy had it under control. They, they did some creative things. They took a safety late in the game to try to, you know, run the clock a little more. And, and you know, thought Troy had it. And last play of the game, he kind of just heave it up and hope for a miracle. And that's exactly what App got with a little tip drill and ended up falling right in the receiver's hand, who just was able, basically, to run into the end zone and, and to win that game for him. But, yeah, crazy end. And, you know, apps play all their games have been four points or less, and I think you know that's that tells you something. They play close games, but they find ways to, to close them out. As you know, Sean Clark said earlier.
0: Do you think it could be a factor that they have played these three emotional close games against really good teams, and and the Dukes are coming off of a bye week where they blew out their first two opponents. They had a bye week; they're rested, should get some guys back this week, and and they have momentum on their side. Not that App doesn't; they certainly do, but it's almost like can they continue the 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 stress and the emotion of these past three weeks could that play a factor in the game
1: uh, i think it could a little bit um you know you, i saw i saw some people talking about that on twitter you know yesterday too after after their game on saturday i mean they played north carolina in a shootout then they go to a&m and get a big win there and then they host game day and get a, a pretty tight win against Troy. so you know their team i would say is Battle-tested, but yeah, the, the emotional, they could, they could be a little spent emotionally. Granted, they do have a week to, you know, recover from that and get ready for JMU, but I think it could play in the JMU's favor a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a, a game-changing thing, but I think, you know, it might help out a little bit on, the, on Saturday. We
0: won't know until Saturday, but hopefully Solomon Van Horse is back. Hopefully Noah Turner is back. Hopefully Kai Holmes are back. Those are guys that have been out the first couple of games, and, and with a bye, you, you, there's a chance. Hopefully that they they get back. Chris Chuckweneke, I guess, didn't play last game. Reggie Brown didn't play the last game. So hopefully those guys are back. It kind of seemed like like they were week to week and getting closer. That'd be that'd be huge if they could get those guys back this week.
1: Yeah, it would. I mean, most of them, you know. They've been banged up and, and different things like that, like Noah Turner and missing a whole part of the year so far. And same with Solomon. And but I think you know it sounds like a guy like Reggie Brown sounds like he'll be back. Sounds like he could have gone in their last mm-hmm. game against Norfolk State, but they kind of held it him out for precautionary reasons. And don't know if you want to risk a guy getting more injured in the game where you win sixty three to seven. So I think he probably will be back. And you know it's a good week to get some guys back. Being your first Sun Belt game, being probably the most competitive game of the year that teams are play so far.
0: You know, with what do you feel better about the Dukes going into this game, having seen them now and and how they performed, how Todd Santeo has played, as opposed to maybe what you thought of this game prior to the season?
1: Yeah, I think I have. I mean, Todd Santeo has, you know, I might be the first to say, you know, I think he's playing his way. If he keeps the way he's played these first two weeks and he keeps it up for the rest the rest of the nine games that are left, he's got an opportunity to put himself in the in the running for some Bill Offensive Player of the Year. And I'm just going to throw it out there now. I mean, he's the top QBR. He's got he's the top rated passer in all of college football right now by PFF. So I think he he's is the reason why that I think I feel more comfortable, you know, saying that JMU going into App State than I was in July when JMU going to App State for their first game. And I think, you know, Jamie's got a real opportunity to go into this game and, and pull out a win. And I don't think, you know, maybe back in May when you look at the end of spring practice, you may have not thought that, you know, with the new quarterback and different mm-hmm. things like that. But now looking at how the production has been on the field, I think you know it's it's a pretty comfortable. And I I'd imagine this game be a a one score game going either way.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I I can't wait for this game on Saturday. But you know, we're talking to Noah Fleischman of the JMU football beat writer for the Daily News Record, and you know, when you look at at what you've seen, talk a little bit about. Um, you mentioned you, you wrote about field position last week, and that's been huge for the Duke so far this year. Talk a little bit about kind of what you've what you've dove into and found the field position that's been a big factor for them so far this year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's something interesting. If you kind of look at the scoring drives, and they're quick and they're they're off the field quick, and they, they they're not too many plays to do. So I kind of dove into that and did some math. Which you know, going to journalism, you don't think to do math. And hey, I did math. So I guess my <laughs> math professors in college can can take some credit for that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, their average drive period starts on their own 47 their average scoring drive starts on the opponent's 49 so you know the, the, they play for short fields um but chris ignetti last week talked about that a little bit saying that's going to come to an end pretty quickly and ball play and they're not going to get them as often but you know they've shown they can build drives as well but the short fields have paid off i mean most of their drives are five plays 49 yards to score a touchdown i don't think you really see that too often in college football granted Against App State, you're not going to get too many of those short fields, but they have put together some drives that go 85 yards for a touchdown. So they can do both, but I did some math, you know, pat myself in the back there a little bit, I guess.
0: <laughs> they will have to play have some longer drives. I think it'll be a little different now getting into conference play, but um, what, what do you make of App State? Just watching them a little bit and doing some research. Obviously, this is a really good football team.
1: Yeah, they're, they're really good. They're led by Chase Bryce, a guy who obviously has played the FBS level at Duke and Clemson before that. And, and he, he he's the thing that makes them go, really. And, and, you know, we saw what he did last week and doing a Hail Mary and then afterwards helping students rush the field. So he does it all for App State. Um, they're a really good offensive team, and they can run the ball really well. And I think we heard on the call today they have put together some seven minute drives. And I think that's kind of the opposite of what Chaney's done this year with scoring quick and, and not having to drive that much. So that'll be something to watch, you know, against. This offense that Jamie's defense has to stand step up. Obviously, the run defense has been spectacular so far, but to me, it's really first test. And uh, defensively for App, you know they're good there too. And they, I mean they held Texas A and M to not getting over the fifty till the end of the, the end of the game against them. So they can do it on both sides of the ball. It's going Jamie's really going to have to play probably its best game of the year so far if they want to come out of there a win.
0: The way they run the football again against AM, I think they had like 81 plays to 38 or something for AM. Yeah. It was a ridiculous number, especially on the road. But that's how you win on the road. But go, go do that, run the football, stop the run. And that, that's going to be interesting to see how JMU's defense does go up against their physical run game. It's it's a physical football team. I think these two teams are built similarly like in that aspect that JMU is going to have to, to I think force Chase Bryce. Not that they can't, because heck, they scored 40 points since Carolina in the fourth quarter, so they can adjust and do different things. But first and foremost, they've got to contain this run game and not have them win that time of possession like they have the first three weeks.
1: Yeah, that's that's what they're gonna have to do to start with, you know. And, and Jamie's run defense has done that so far. I mean, we talked um, to James Carpenter after the Norfolk State win, and he talked about you know the goal is to have three yards or less per attempt, and they're they're allowing .3 yards per attempt, so I think they're they're good in that category for now. And, Obviously, against this App State team, you're not going to hold them to .3 yards per rushing attempt. But I think if they hold them to three yards or less, that's going to win the game. And you got to keep them off the field for as long as you can. You know, you may see you try to beat them with a little running game at mm-hmm. times just to keep the offense off the field and kind of how App State was able to beat Texas A&M the same way.
0: Yeah, now It's going to be fascinating to see. They lead the nation right now in rush defense, but again, their opponents are are who they are, and this team will definitely try and run the football um, they've got really good backs. They, they've got a good line. I, I The announcements are probably a little bit biased on Saturday, but they're talking about one of the best offensive lines in college football. We'll see how that plays out. But, you know, when you look at their defense, Nick Hampton is a, is a guy that was a preseason, uh, one of the preseason favorites to be the player of the year. He wasn't the player of the year, but a guy that really certainly could have been. Uh, has been very disruptive over his career, I think, 22 and a half sacks. Is he a guy that the Dukes kind of have to, to focus on what, what where he's coming from at all times?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's one of the top pass rushers in the conference. I mean, he gets in the backfield a lot, and, you know, he makes plays for this team. App is a defense that they lost a few pieces from last year, mm-hmm. but they still look really good. And Nick Canton's is going to be a guy that the, the JMU is going to have to keep an eye on where he's at on the field because he can make plays and and he really can can change a game. And if JMU wants to win, you know, you got to got to find out where he is on the field because it might be a long day for for the offensive line if, if they don't know where he's at.
0: I think they're still sort to find themselves defensively. Uh, just obviously, they played great but weren't out there a lot against A and M. But they gave up sixty three <laughs> to Carolina. They, they they did give up 28 to Troy and got some stops when they had to. So I'm still – I think you're right. I think so they're still trying to find themselves. DeMarco Jackson is a guy that's playing in the league right now that that was the, the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year. They lost some really good players on that side of the football. So I do feel like the Deuce can move the football, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think I think they can. We've seen them move the ball easy, with ease before. I mean, obviously they probably have a little bit more – not as easy day against App State, but you know Demarco Jackson, the guy you talked about, he he led their team in tackles by a wide margin last year, and they lost him, and, and you know Hampton's kind of stepping up into that role. But I think Jamie's offense and the way it can run the ball, pass the ball, you know, do it all might be a could help you know move the ball a little bit easier. You've got the running back room that can do it. You've got Teo who's shown against the Middle Tennessee team, who we thought had a pretty good defensive line coming into the game. He was able to to run by them and, and get over 100 yards on the ground, so. I think Jamie's offense has a shot to really take advantage of this defense that hasn't found its footing completely yet. Obviously, they've they've shown that they can you know make stops when they need to, um, but you know Troy was able to move down the field late in the game and, and score and, and take the lead. So you know if if Chris Signetti's looking at the tape of Troy, he might see some things he likes and try to use them this week.
0: No question. Again, we're talking with Noah Fleischman from the Daily News Record as he is the Jamie football beat writer for. The news record. What what else is going to be key for the Dukes? What do you think is going to be the biggest key coming up this weekend?
1: It's going to be running the ball, establishing that as we talked about. But it's also going to be you know Chris Thorntons going to face a premier cornerback in the league with yeah. um, Stephen Jones Junior. He's an All American last year. He is probably one of the best corners in this league, and he'll probably be on Chris Thornton most of the day. You know, being wide receiver one, and if we'll see how much separation. Thornton can find. I mean, obviously, we've seen in these last two games, he finds to be wide open. And you would think, you know, teams have him his number circled coming into the game. So we'll see if he can do that against Stephen Jones Jr. I'd say, you know, Chris Thornton might be one of the best re- receivers in the league if you can make a, the one of the best corners in the league look like that. So we'll see what happens. But he's probably that second part of the offense that they need to get going there outside of running the ball and, you know, keeping the, the App State offense off the field.
0: Coach always talks about turnovers and, and field position, penalties, things like that. They've got to be clean. If they want to beat App State, they've got to be clean with everything. They haven't turned the ball over yet. App only has one turnover in three football games. So both these two teams have done a great job of that. But if they can get some turnovers, some help that way, I think they're just going to, they're going to need something like that, I think, to maybe put them over the edge against this team. Cause it's, it's going to be a challenge down there. There's no doubt about that, but they're going to have to play pretty clean football to do it.
1: Yeah, they're going to. I mean, they've only, you talked about no turnovers yet this year, and they've only allowed two sacks so far in mm-hmm. the first two weeks, which I think you know is a ba- another big thing that you want to keep an eye on. But, you know, in this past without State, you know, this being the first game since 2008, you know, in 2007, a fumble is what cost Jamie the game. Right. Think, you know, you don't want to look back, you know, 15 years later, but, you know, there's an opportunity there of looking back and saying, well, you play a clean game, but a turnover hurts you, and I think that's what Jamie's going to try to avoid the most.
0: Last time the two teams played, the Dukes won 35-32 and Harrisonburg back in 08. You mentioned the 07 game and they lost 28-27. to uh, There were some close, really good games. I'm excited just to have this rivalry back and I think this is going to turn into a great rivalry. I know a lot of folks are talking about ODU and I think it will be at some point, but I think this is going to be a big-time rivalry just because of how good these programs are. They're built very similar in, in how they operate, how they want to play the game. I think this is going to turn... Because it was a rivalry before. The ODU... ODU ODU won, it has been in other sports, but they've only played football twice against each other all-time, and ODU has won both games. I think it will turn into something, but this has been, this has been a rivalry. That's why I'm excited for this one to be back.
1: Yeah, this has been one. I mean, it's going to be the 17th all-time meeting between the two teams. I mean, they played each other a lot, you know, in the, early, in the mid-2000s, 2006, 2007, 2008. You know, that 2007 game was an FCS playoff game down there in Boone, in 2008, after they came to the Harrisonburg. They took a 21 nothing lead, and then, you know, Jamie stormed back to take it. And, you know, I talked to Rodney Landers, you know, the quarterback that, that played those years for JMU about it. He said, you know, it was always, you know, who, who owns the mountains, per se, both teams being located in mountain towns and things like that. So we've got something on that tomorrow, talking about, you know, looking back at those, those big games, but also, you know, the rivalry that this was and, you know, what this can turn into, and, you know, former JMU, Coach Mickey Matthews told me no. He said App State won't um, won't put out the welcome mat for Jamie, Let's
0: just put it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could see that. There, there's no doubt. They uh, they, it's already a sellout. It should be a good atmosphere again down in Boone. Excited to get down there. But all right, uh, g- give me a prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna th- put you on the spot right now. What's your prediction for Saturday? A score prediction?
1: Whatever. <laughs>
0: However you okay, want to okay. predict the game. I don't. We care. will go.
1: I, we will go with. I'll go twenty-four to seventeen. Will be the score, okay. and I think it literally could go either way. So I'm just going to take you know the neutral approach. To
0: it. Okay. It, it, it's
1: twenty-four to seventeen, we can we'll put that down, but I think it can go either way, and, and just being the momentum that each team has coming into it, you know, could be anything. But I don't I don't think it'll be a super high scoring. I don't think we're going to see Jamie put up sixty-three points against that, But you know, you never know if Carolina did
0: sixty-three <laughs> sixty-one. That would be wild. So I, I don't think that either. But uh, we'll see what happens coming up. This week. JMU App State will kick off at 332 officially is when they'll kick off down in Boone. Can't wait. All right, my man. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again later this week.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.